Welcome to Behind the Curtain, where we discuss everything from aliens and conspiracies to ancient civilizations and religions, all from a biblical perspective. Good afternoon. Hello there. <laughs> Josh, what, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> Oh no, what have you done? <laughs> Joss is no longer here. <laughs> oh, we are going to talk about something fun today. Yeah, it's that time of year. It's that time of year. It's the one most wonderful time of year. Hey, for some people it is. Yeah, man. it truly is. Yeah, for all love. you pagans out there, hope you uh, enjoy your Oh, holiday. there are some Christians that like it too. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Um, but yeah, we are going to talk about Halloween today. And not just Halloween. We're going to cover like the history of Halloween. This, the, I'll say it this way: the as much as we could gather, um, yeah. The alleged history of Halloween, right, yeah. The theories, and um, and we're going to talk about some religious stuff, like spiritual stuff uh, that's associated with it. And true to our brand, it's going to tie back to Genesis six. <laughs> we can't we can't not bring it, that up. It wouldn't be a, a proper episode without. Referencing yep. the Giants. Um, <laughs> and then we'll we'll discuss some practical stuff towards the end, I yeah, think. Because yeah, everybody, I know the big question in everybody's mind is, it's a day for me to get free candy, so yeah. is that okay? Can mm-hmm. I do that without worshiping demons? <laughs> yeah. All I wanted was a Reese's Cup, <laughs> and I went to hell over it. I just so. wanted to get out the house and play with my kids and get some candy. It's, yeah, not worth a... Uh, is that Reese's Cup worth your soul? Well, we're going to tell you about how all that's evil, so just stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to stay very, uh, all joking aside, we're going to stay very, I think, neutral on it. Um, just try to provide some information for people to make their own good decisions. Sure. And the ultimate rule, as with anything, any of any similar topic, is follow your conscience. Right, right. You know, um, Paul talks about that in Romans uh, don't violate your own conscience. Don't violate others' conscience. Yep. You know that something that might cause other people to stumble. So yep. you do what uh, the Lord leads you to do. But yeah, we'll get into some practical and some fantasy stuff today. Mm-hmm. I, I hate using the word fantasy. Though. So-called fantasy. Yeah, some mythical stuff. Mythical. mythical stuff. There you go. So um, right down in the very beginning, uh, this time of year on the calendar. It's very interesting. So Halloween, as we know it, mm-hmm. um, in my research, it seems like it mostly came about as like a like pushed mostly by Catholics. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar that it's it is uh, it was originally known as like All Hallows Tide or something. It's uh, it's like the yeah, days October a... 31st through November yeah. 2nd or 3rd or yeah. something. Um, October 31st, where we get the word Halloween, of course, is Hallow's Eve. That's mm-hmm. Hallow with an A, not Hollow. Hallow's, yeah. And so, Just think of a Dutch person saying hello. Hello. Hallo. Hallo. <laughs> <laughs> but it means holy. Right, yeah. It means holy. It means yeah. sacred. Uh, think about like yeah. in the King James Version, the Lord's Prayer. Hallow. Hallow be that name. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So uh, it means holy. Um, yeah. And it's the eve of All Saints Day, November 1st, so yeah. Hallow's Eve. The Halloween. night before Holy Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So do we want to start by talking about All Saints Day and the, the Catholic tradition, or do you want to? Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, or we could go further back in time. Well, let's let's start with let's start with the Catholic tradition. Cool. Um, which <laughs> this is going to be fun because Josh and I never once in our lives have been Catholic. So nope. this is uh this is all <laughs> just from research and talking to people. Right. Um, but yeah, All Saints Day is November first. Right. And the idea is that we remember those. I say we Catholics. Mm-hmm. Catholics remember those who have died and gone to heaven. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people in the Catholic tradition who have been sainted. You know, mm-hmm. saint. Augustine, mm-hmm. uh, all those saint guys, Augustine, Augustine, <laughs> Augustine, yeah, <laughs> Augustine, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas. Mm, it's another uh, holiday. So there's a lot of people who are recognized saints, and they're recognized by certain festivals or feasts or you know whatever calendar days. Um, but they're the the generic idea of a saint is someone who has who has died and joined Christ in in the afterlife in holiness and and in you know. Um, so it's a day to remember all the saints, not just the ones that are recognized on the calendar, because, you know, there's a lot of people that die there are saints that maybe you don't know about, right? Yeah. And so it's just a day to remember everyone who has basically died and gone to heaven, yeah. and especially those that you were connected to, your family members. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like there, there are calendar days uh, in the Catholic tradition that they recognize certain saints— and November 1st is kind of the catch-all, like, in case we forgot anybody, we, we pray and remember them on All Saints mm-hmm. Day on November yeah, 1st. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our modern-day holidays are centered around that idea, Valentine, St. Valentine's Day. Right. Uh, you have Christmas and St. Nick and the things that he yeah. did, and also with Jesus, Saint of course. St. Patrick. St. Patrick, yeah. All of these days are, are Catholic in nature, Yeah, and which are we, great. I love all of them. When we get into the... <laughs> The again, I'll say alleged or supposed uh, Celtic origins of the holiday. Yeah, there are multiple um, Celtic or pagan, whatever route you want to go. But there's a, several ancient holidays that are just based on solar periods, like right. calendar periods. Yeah, and um, as we'll discuss, when Christians move in to evangelize these groups, they replace them. So, like, there's one in the spring too. That's that they they turn into a celebration for a particular saint and then there's one in the summer and so each each of those gets recognized with a, like a, a a catholic feast yeah recognizing a saint so anyway november 1st all saints day is just the catch-all it's kind of like having an un like the unmarked grave for the soldiers right like mm, yeah these are people that we don't know that weren't identified but we want to honor them so yeah. uh nothing all, nothing wrong with that yeah. you know i mean in in protestantism we we think about things you know it's kind of funny that october 31st is also reformation day oh the day that martin luther yeah nailed his thesis to the the door in wittenberg and uh un, unbewittingly <laughs> unbeknownst to him yeah. kick-started a whole revolution but the uh, protestants that are that again as we'll discuss in a little bit kind of tried to shut down halloween yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, well, yeah they sh- so, tried to shut down a lot of stuff um yeah. but yeah, November 2nd, though, is the one that was odd to me, and it is All Souls Day. Mm. And so if All Saints Day, remember saints are people that have died and gone to heaven and are joined with Christ. Those are like the, the, the VIP guys. Right. So All Souls Day are people who have died and are in purgatory. Mm. 
And so again, that's a Catholic tradition, like right. where we come from a Protestant tradition. So yeah. we don't, you know, necessarily. No, I won't even. That's not even the correct way to say it. Yeah. Absolutely, don't believe in purgatory. Right. Yeah. That's a whole other discussion. We understand. I think we understand the idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely don't hold. And to we've a, we've mentioned that a little bit right, in previous yeah, episodes. Definitely. But um, one day we can do a deep dive into some of those things. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. But there are people who have died. Um, in the Catholic belief that they've died and they don't go straight to heaven and they don't go straight to hell, their their spirits need to be purified yeah. so that they are fit for heaven. Yeah, they had a few problems that need to be worked out. Right. <laughs> and so they are recognized on All Souls Day, November 2nd. And so people pray and in some cases make offerings Ooh. to uh, basically get those people out of purgatory faster. Yeah. They are depending on the prayers of their relatives and friends to get out of, or I guess Catholic, you know, people who believe that in general, a coin to get in out the of coffer, purgatory. A coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that, that's, so then that's, um, that is that festival. Like they have Halloween, October 31st, they have All Saints Day on November 1st yeah. and All Souls Day on November 2nd. And uh, so that is the Catholic tradition. Now, where we get sketchy, I'll say when we're talking about the history of what we recognize today as Halloween tradition. Right, the traditions. Like yeah. trick-or-treating, jack-o'-lanterns, right. um, dressing up in costumes, yeah. parties. Right. That's where it starts to get kind of gray because there's a debate, an ongoing debate. And then just the overall feel of like death. Yeah, the death. And the dead. And rec- remembering yeah, the dead, honoring the, on dead, the dead. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of debate over whether it was originally a Christian Catholic thing mm-hmm. or a Celtic pagan thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it depends on who you ask. Like if you ask a Catholic, they're going to defend the Catholic tradition. They're going to say, no, we. We started this um, this feast, and in the modern era, people tried to um, try to take it back and say, "Oh, it's actually pagan." Yeah. So, you, and and that that would discredit the Catholic tradition, yeah. as well as give some validity to pagan traditions. Yeah. So, there's a lot of people saying no. Uh, so, like I said, if you ask a Catholic, they're going to defend their side. They're going to say. Um, no, it's a Catholic thing through and through, and um, people who recognize pagans are trying to bring back some Celtic traditions or whatever. Yeah. They're essentially retconning the origins of, mm. of Halloween. Whereas if you ask somebody who's not Catholic, literally anyone who's not Catholic, mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh, yeah, it was absolutely a Irish, Celtic, or, or pagan thing yeah. that the Catholics appropriated to evangelize yeah. Ireland and Scotland and, you know, right. the British Isles, stuff like that. So I I will say in researching it, I'm not sure which is true. I, I think there's evidence on both sides. Yeah, I think it's probably a both and. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I lean more toward a, pre, a pre-Christian. a pre As far as our traditions in modern day, I would lean more toward a pre-Christian origin in yeah. some nature. Well, I and think the it's thing a mishmash of other, you know, right. religions and stuff. The thing that we're famous for saying on this show is it can be both, right? Right. So there are clear evidences that this day was significant to people around the world. To everyone, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it could just be mere coincidence. Um, the appropriation idea that, like, Catholics stole a holiday from pagans in order to convert all these people. Mm-hmm 
you know, I think people tell that like it's malicious, like, oh, they're robbing them of their, yeah, their culture right, and stuff. Yeah. But as a Christian, I understand the need to evangelize and sure. like, you know, that would be like a hundred years. Like if, what if 4th of July, you know, we celebrate America, America and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, independence and all that. If there were some sort of demonic cultish behavior associated with fourth of july like if we were sacrificing it probably is pigs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Debauchery, that's yeah. for a future episode <laughs> the, the secret origins of the fourth yeah, of july the, the illuminati uh fourth right the fourth illuminati but think about it like if it were accustomed to go and like sacrifice or something for fourth of july and as a christian i would say i'm not going to do that maybe right. i can teach my kids let's turn our attention elsewhere yes yeah <laughs> so i say this is already an established <clears throat> holiday right and I want to teach people about Christ, so let me turn, yeah, like you said, direct, redirect your right, attention. Right. It's not a, it's, it is kind of a diminishing of what's happening, but it's like, let's take that enthusiasm and yeah. point it towards something positive. But we, but we still do this, so let's step back from Halloween we for a second. We do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's step back from the Halloween discussion and just say, like, we started out in our first or second episode talking about Apostle Paul going into Athens yeah. and saying, like, look at all your idols. And let me tell you about the one who created all these gods and created the world and stuff. So like Paul uses that strategy. He said, I'm, I'm all things to all people so that they might know Christ. Right. So Paul tried to get on people's level. And, um, today, like there are people who use, like we might use superhero movies to teach the, the, uh, use as symbols for like sacrifice and generosity and putting others first and yeah. the need for a savior. And right. so like, we still do this today. Mm-hmm. We, we appropriate stories and traditions to teach Christ. So I'll be honest. Um, I think a lot of people that the whole, like, Oh, that's not a Catholic thing or that's not a Christian thing. It's pagan. Ha ha. Y'all are actually celebrating a pagan thing. And mm-hmm. they think it's malicious. Maybe even that Catholics did that. Yeah. Right set up a feast on that day, I would say from the Christian perspective, I can see why that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, they, they're trying to evangelize and convert people. Right. Well, it's a matter of perspective. If you're a Christian, obviously that's going to be a positive thing for you. If right. you're not a Christian, it's going to be a negative thing. Yes. Oh, they're trying to take my heritage or yeah. my culture or my religion away. Yeah. So anyway, so that, that's kind of a dichotomy that, uh, that's kind of a story that doesn't really get logically thought through a lot. I think people, and again, it's not just pagans versus Christians. It's really Catholics versus everybody else. Because mm-hmm. Protestants, yeah, a lot yeah. of Protestants don't like Halloween either. Right, sure. And, uh, and during you, during you the Reformation that, um, period, they tried to shut down a lot of those festivals. True. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So uh, um, the uh, just a, a side note I was going to bring up, it kind of popped into my head. So uh, a lot of listeners not, might not know the, the subgenre of music called black metal. It nope, comes, I promise it, you they yeah. don't. <laughs> so it comes from Norway, and the whole like the whole thrust of like black metal music coming out of Norway is the hatred of Christianity coming into Norway, and the the retaliation of uh, Christianity taking their heritage away or taking their pagan roots away. Yeah. They see it as a threat, and so this whole like genre of music of black metal music was like to to like combat Christian belief in right. Norway. Pretty crazy. And so so on that note, this gets us to kind of the next step in this debate of chicken or the egg. Was it Catholics or was it pagans yeah. or, you know, and I, I keep saying, we keep saying pagan and I'm trying to distinguish between what is like, 
pagan, as mm-hmm. in like satanic rituals or yeah. worshiping other gods or whatever, versus just historically, like what did Irish people or Scottish or, right. you know, like whoever. And that word pagan, all it really means is farm dweller. It means yeah. somebody that dwells outside the city. Out of they're, the city. They're right. out in the woods. That, yeah. You know, the folk. That's like saying barbarian. Right. Like, barbarian. You know, right. It's yeah. something that's not Christianized. Yeah, so there's a there's a, a connotation to that word pagan. Like we think, oh, the de- the devil, they got right, pentagrams yeah. on their, you right, know, yeah, tattooed yeah, yeah. on their backs and, <laughs> you know. But no, we're, we're just saying like there's a historical aspect to this that, um, that we have to address. Um, so that's why I'm trying to use all of these descriptive words, pagan, Celtic, right, Irish, right. whatever, just so that you understand we're not talking about like yeah. devils with horns and, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, but... Here's the thing you have to remember historically about um, about Ireland and about that area. Mm. And since you mentioned the black metal thing and people trying to return to the Celtic or pagan roots of yeah. Halloween, quote unquote, mm. um, there's not a lot of written history from um, pre-Christian Ireland. Right. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we know about the ancient Celts which was kind of a mishmash of people that were in the right. same area that had different dialects and all this stuff. But, uh, the, the, it's all like third party. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, outside witnesses like yeah. the Romans and who else? The Romans and the Greeks, which they were all at war with each other. So yeah, the stuff we do know about them could be true, but it could right. also be propaganda of like, oh, we really want to conquer them. They're all barbarian exactly. people. Let's talk bad about them. Yeah, so, you have to consider the source. You have a, to consider the time period that right, this happened right. in. But some of the earliest writings, earliest like Celtic or you know Irish or whatever, that, that region, the earliest writings and, and artifacts that we have are from like the 5th century, you know, 430, 400 something and that was when the first Christians or, you know, Catholics, the Pope sent people to evangelize that region. And you have some things that are written in like a local language. Um, I believe that like the Irish that, you know, that people were one of the first groups to have like a formed written language, mm-hmm. like out of the, the area, the people that lived in that area. Um, but some of the earliest writings are mixed with local dialect and Latin, mm. which is people coming from Rome, you know, right, <laughs> like right. these are Christians coming from Rome and they're starting to write things down. Yeah. And they're not, of course, going to write down, like if I were a Christian, again, let's use the 4th of July example. If I'm writing for posterity, what the 4th of July is about, mm-hmm. I'm not going to include step-by-step instructions on how to honor the the pagan god right. of, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. So a lot of things that you see today, like even about like Thor, like Norse mythology, yeah, that was written down by Christians. Mm. And so we don't know how accurate some of it is because yeah. they don't think those are real gods. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. Know? So, um, so just keep that in mind yeah. because like TikTok and YouTube and stuff right now, everybody, again, everybody who's not Catholic is going <laughs> to tell you this is a pagan Celtic right, holiday, right, right. but where do we learn that from? We right. learned it from Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So consider the source. So know? it's, it's definitely a, a tricky, a tricky subject to try to pinpoint. You're not going to get it with a hundred percent accuracy. Right. You have to weigh and balance everything. And, right. 
not everything they probably said back then was true, but not everything they probably said back then was false either. So yeah. it's like, And okay. what people are saying in the modern day, oh, this is a tradition that they used to do. Well, the only way you know that is because Christians wrote it down. Right, so you, right. So. I, I'm, I'm convinced some of the stuff they're adding, um, you know, I, I think that they add value or add information to. Oh, yeah, there's you know, embellishment for sure. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So consider the source, consider the, so that's why, so that's the historical perspective. Now, yeah. let's move on past So we Catholic. told you all that to say, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Again, it's there your, is no answer. It's Thanks your classic catch 22, yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. or the egg. No, but I think, I think we can wade through it and kind of weigh it and see, you know, well, that seems reasonable. Yeah. That seems like it might fit or no, that sounds preposterous. Yeah. So let's step now, move on from the Catholic stuff. Okay. Let's say that there was a pagan holiday, not that there was, but there is there again, these periods of the year are recognized by groups all over the world because they see the sun and moon and stars. Remember in Genesis one, God said that the sun and moon and stars were signs for seasons and times. And so people around the world know how to read these signs. Mm -hmm. And this is where I get my Genesis 6 connection because the book of Enoch, remember, says that angels taught how to read the sun and moon and stars. Yes, they did. Uh, So, you know, maybe there is some dubious, you know, deviant origin to to some of this stuff. Oh, there definitely is. Like, (laughs) and and more on that later because it's not just in this uh, European area, it's all over the world. So how did everybody start recognizing the same, um, start inferring the same message from the sun and moon and stars at this time of year. Right. But anyway, the, the sun, um, everybody can see these things. Everybody can look up at the sky and measure the path of the sun and moon and stars. So you don't, you don't need, um, like there's a purely natural explanation for it is what I'm trying to say. Right. You can do a purely materialistic explanation for it. So, and so the reason that this day is significant is because it's halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice, the autumn equinox is around like September 20th, a uh, little over halfway through the month of September. And equinox is when the path of the sun appears to cross over the equator, like the uh, as the earth is revolving around the sun, um, you know, the, the sun is basically pointed straight at the equator at the earth. And so the days are longest, that time of the year is the warmest. Whereas a uh, solstice is when the sun seems to pass um, higher or lower in an arc over the sky. So like instead of going straight across the earth over the equator, it's going across the northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere. And uh, so the winter solstice happens around December 20th. October 31st, Halloween is directly between the autumn equinox and the summer solstice. So uh, everybody can see that path in the sky, they know that a time is changing. Uh, the time of the year is changing. Is changing from the time of year that's light and warm, and they can have crops and uh, go out outside, you know, safely. To they're transitioning to the time of the year where it's dark and it's cold. And uh, and again, Europe being in the northern hemisphere, in the um, in the winter solstice the sun is crossing over the southern hemisphere. Uh, And so the northern hemisphere, the days are very short. Um, You know, that's why we have like daylight savings and stuff. The days get shorter, the temperature gets colder, 
And so, you know, Europe being in the Northern Hemisphere, this is their winter. And so they recognize that as like a time of darkness. And so anyway, that that's that's the significance, the like solar, uh, the calendar significance of this date. And that's why they would celebrate at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's flat. So the earth is the, flat. Yeah, the earth is flat. So, well, crap. None uh, of my research. Yeah. <laughs> all your research is bunk now. <laughs> so it's just a, it's just a, a, a disc like floating through space and it's the center of the universe. So I guess the sun goes right, around the yeah. disc. Okay. The, flat, the flat earth centric, uh, <laughs> flat earth centric. All right, we'll have to have like a, a alternate timeline episode of this episode where we explain that. <laughs> We're going to explain Halloween again with a flat earth perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So at this at the And this is stuff just a side note that all the ancient people knew about. Right, they recognized these things. They even constructed buildings that would bring in certain light on certain days yeah. and certain times. Like Gilgal Rephaim, we like, talked I about mean, that last amazing, last time. Amazing. Um so for Europe, because they're in the Northern Hemisphere, the days are shorter, they're mm-hmm. colder, so there's more darkness. Yep. This was associated with the dark half of the year. The dark time, yeah. Right? Summer would be the light, and winter would be the dark, yeah. right? The winter solstice, by the way, is around December 20th or 22nd, something like that, which is when we celebrate Christmas. So mm-hmm. that's another discussion Yeah. because people say the same thing about Christmas. Oh, y'all are right. just appropriating a pagan, right. you know? So yeah, it's a, it's a calendar day. Everybody yeah. can look up in the sky and see that what the sun's doing. So, um, so basically, uh, the days get shorter and colder and darker. And so, um, they would recognize this because again, they don't have, modern um heating like central heating and air like we do they don't have modern food storage it was a big cultural shift from light to dark yeah and hot to cold right right like we have to prepare for winter this is another little when you say cold uh medieval christians uh they actually depicted hell and the devil as cold Mm-hmm. A lot of times before the whole fire thing. Yeah, he's like blue in. or gray yeah, or blue. something. If you see certain paintings, like the devil's painted blue. Yeah. Because uh, to be further away from the light and heat source would be to be cold. Yeah. Which is interesting. So I guess hell froze over. Hell froze over and then it heated up, I guess, later in on. Modern, in the, the modern day heated it back the heat up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so think about that too, like when we've talked about the wilderness in the Bible, or we talk about mountains and valleys and stuff like the gods live in gardens yeah. that are lush and the, the like death and demons live in the desert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the winter is kind of the same way for these ancient cultures mm-hmm. because winter is tough. It's hostile. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to get food. It's hard to stay warm. Mm-hmm. You can't travel. What uh, are the, what are the walkers in Game of Thrones called? Oh yeah. The, uh, the ice walkers or whatever they're called. Yeah. That's what they are, man. So, so <laughs> they would, they would hold a festival and, uh, what, what's it called, Josh? It's not called Samhain. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Everybody pronounces it Samhain, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's Samhain. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Samhain is this festival, a Gaelic festival. Um, but yeah, it's around all that harvest time, and it was a celebration of 
hey, look at all these crops and, you know, we have all this abundance and let's celebrate and let's get ready for winter. We got to hunker down and yeah, <laughs> let's, let's drink all the ale we have. and, <laughs> and have It's all going to spoil. So we have know, to have this huge feast and eat yeah, all the food. Yeah, yeah, let's have some bonfires and, uh, yep. but yeah, Samhain is, is how it's pronounced. But, uh, yeah. So that, that right there, again, you can do that with no spiritual association at all. Sure, yeah. If I have, it's like a hurricane season. It's like Thanksgiving. Season. Okay, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, look at this abundance. We're celebrating the autumn time. And yeah, you know, it's like, I was thinking get together a good eat. parallel is we live in Louisiana where we get, the power goes out when there's storms and hurricanes and oh, stuff God, and you yeah. have to eat everything in the fridge because yeah, it's going to go bad, yeah. right? You better have gas for your generator. And, yeah. But think yeah. that's what the whole community would, community would do. They'd all come together and drink all the the alcohol. They would eat all the food. Yeah, and um, a lot of it was centered around what I was listening to was uh, um, marriage. Like it was a time when they would. Uh, yeah, there was some spiritual stuff connected to it, but they would kind of like throw things in the fire, and if it popped back out, like. Uh, not chestnuts. There's another nut, like hazelnuts or yeah, something. Yeah, they would yeah. Throw them in there. They would pop. And like if a certain shell like landed by you and a certain shell landed by someone else, they'd be married and all yeah. that stuff. A lot of like ritualistic uh, marriage ceremony type things going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a ton of that stuff. And so it was all about, now this is where we start crossing over into superstition what and makes you spiritual think, like, stuff. Eating and drinking and giving and taking in marriage and all that, like mm-hmm. the days of Noah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Well, and we touched on this before that sacrifices in the Bible and in ancient religions were meals. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I, I know in like in my head and I'm sure everybody else, you get the basic image of like put a cow, like kill the cow, put it on the on the altar, yeah. you burn <laughs> it, burn it all up. And yeah. then and then, oh, we're done. We did a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. no, there were feasts that <laughs> right, like, yeah, they, they sure. did. They ate the meat of the, the sacrifice right, when it was right. done. It didn't get thrown away. Right. Right. And even in the Bible, it says that, like, you know, the fat and certain portions were reserved for God, yeah. for Yahweh, and the priests had to eat the other parts, and none of it could stay overnight, and, like, right. there's just well, all even kinds the, of rules. Even the, the theology that we get about the conscience in Romans 14, Paul's dealing with, yeah. and in Corinth, um, Paul's dealing with Christians, new Christians, uh, eating meat offered to idols. Right. And they're like, wait, we shouldn't be eating this meat, you know, and then... They were called weaker Christians. Right. And Paul's like, look, like if they think that that's wrong, you know, their conscience is weaker. Yeah. You know, in other words, they're, they're new to this. Yeah. You know, give them a break. And so don't make them suffer. Right. Don't make them feel bad, you know, like yeah. make them do something they think is evil or, but Paul knew and the more, more mature Christians that have been around, they're like, well, it's just me. We you know, know that these are not like, gods at yeah, all. Right? Like, we're not, we're not bothered by this. Yeah. But think, I mean, that's, an, again, a, a perspective we don't have because when I go to the store and buy deli meat, I don't think about, oh, what God was this yeah. offered to, you know? Like, <laughs> what? when they killed this, when they killed this cow. <laughs> the altar of the government. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should the, the think USDA. about that, right? <laughs> it's just a religious organization. <laughs> But yeah, you don't think about that. Well, they had to think about that if they if they went over to somebody's house for a festival or a you know dinner or whatever, or they bought meat, they had to think about well what what God was associated with this, right? We don't have that connotation now, right? Um, so that this is where we start getting into, like he said, with the bonfires and the nuts and the leaves and the right. food, and so they 
they started to associate this with spiritual realities. Right. So this is kind of where we get um, the the ideas of our modern traditions of Halloween connected to a more historical-looking, right. you know, if that's accurate information that we have, which doesn't sounds logical. Right. Um, yeah, the, the trick-or-treating, the offerings for the dead, the... Um, I was watching this Wiccan girl on YouTube. She's a YouTuber and she's a Wiccan. And she was talking about the dumb supper that they have where it's weird. they don't, and it's dumb, where <laughs> they don't speak. They have a, they create a dinner on Halloween night and they don't speak and they eat and they leave places for dead loved ones to come and eat with them right. spiritually. And she mentioned this thing called the Aoshui. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? The how what? Um, it's, Spelled A O S S I. It's pronounced the Aoshui. And I thought this was really cool. She said that um, in Celtic religion, that they were kind of like these mischievous spirits, which those are the spirits that you don't want in your house. So the whole idea of the Dumb Supper was to invite loved ones and their spirits and their souls into your house to kind of like commune with you in a sense. Right. Um, but she said, look, the Ashui, you don't want, you don't necessarily want those in your house. So what we'll do is we'll create some offerings or snacks or food for them and we put it outside the door. Yeah. And that's going to be for them. And hopefully that will deter them from coming into the house because they're kind of scary. Yeah. And they're actually based off of the idea of the fairy, the folklore right. fairy. You know, we We're think not of talking like, about cute fairies. Yeah, like. we think <laughs> of like you know, uh, what's the little fairy from Peter Pan? Yeah, Tinkerbell. Yeah, like which Tinkerbell. is technically a pixie, but same. R- right. Yeah. Know? The whole yeah. idea of like this little you know this little girl with wings or something. But yeah. d- dude, the fairy was a evil scary little thing right um, they would abduct kids and take yeah, take people's really, souls and stuff. really terrifying um but one of the one of the things about the ashri that i was learning was that tradition somewhat holds that they were fallen angels and they were the spirits of these fallen angels mm-hmm. and i was like wow isn't that funny yeah what a coincidence we've come back to genesis 6 well, uh, so this is, this is again, uh, okay, let's put it in perspective because we know that we have Catholic traditions mixed in with this. Right, right. So in, during this time of winter, so remember we explained like scientifically, and maybe you didn't follow it, you can go read about it online. The summer solstice is in the middle of the year in the summer, and that's the best time of year because it's easy to live. There's lots of light. It's mm-hmm. warm. You can do crops and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, go to the beach, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the winter, it's hard. It's difficult. It's hostile. Mm. And so, again, that gets an association with death, which gets an association with evil spirits, right? Because there has to be a cause for death. And where do spirits go? They have to go somewhere. So something has to take them. And, you know, so there's all this spiritual meaning that gets added to this. Right. So, like, in the Catholic belief, they believe that part of purgatory, some spirits are allowed to wander the earth because they might have unfinished business or, you know, whatever. Right, right. Right, so we kind of get that idea of, like, ghosts and hauntings and stuff. Right, they'll come back to their, their yeah. place of death. some of that's Catholic in origin, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, part of purgatory might be wandering the earth uh, now at that time of year. So 
this is this is the reason this feast is halfway between the summer solstice and the winter equinox. And I hope I didn't say that backwards. I did. Anyway, it's fine. we forgive you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, hopefully I didn't say that backwards. But the reason it's halfway is because they recognize this is the time of year where days start getting shorter. Mm-hmm. They start getting getting darker. So it's almost like you could divide the year in half. There's the light side and the dark side. Yeah, right? the Jedi and the Sith. Which is funny because they're it, called Sith, right? It is, dude. Okay, so the Aoshui, uh is the Irish name for this supernatural Celtic race or whatever, the spirit beings. The Scottish, they actually spell it Sith. So S-I-T-H. Yeah. But it's not it's not pronounced Sith, but it, it's spelled that way. Which yeah. I thought when I saw that I was like <gasps> <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> but yeah, pronounced the same but spelled uh, like the Jedi and Sith. Yeah. And and they're comparable to, like I said a minute ago, fairies and elves. Yeah. Which is where a lot of the that folklore comes from. Yeah, is... so so this time of year is associated with darkness and, and death and evil and stuff, okay? And so they, they, they celebrate the festival halfway in between because that's when the transition happens. That's when you, you, the light time of the year is ending and the dark time of the year is beginning. Mm-hmm. And they actually believe that when this transition happened, the veil between worlds was very thin mm-hmm. and spirits who might wander the earth could be interacted with. Mm-hmm. And uh, like in the sense of purgatory, you know, they might be making their way to heaven, like they might be ascending or they might be trying to resolve unfinished business with the fairies, like that stuff. They believe that like if someone had gone missing, say in the woods or died Mm -hmm. mysteriously or something that these, these, um, these beings might be, uh, transporting their souls from Mm. the burial mounds into the, what did they call it? Uh, the home where the fairies go like glens or something you know yeah so they actually believe that they would be escorting their souls and so if you wanted to save them mm. you had to do it today yeah, right yeah so there's all kinds of weird and that's actually where a lot of people think it's one it's one place so remember we didn't explicitly say this at the beginning but i hope you got the idea the origin of halloween is very vague yeah like there's dozens of different traditions that all fall on the same day right it falls on the same day because of the solar event that's like everybody knows right. this it's is when this happens. Transitional shift, yeah. Okay, but there's there's traditions all over the world that have kind of boiled down to our modern day Halloween. Right. And so, then you have people traveling back and forth and bringing their traditions and cultures with them right. and They're taking mixing, it other places and um, mixing together. And, yeah. And even the Celts, you know, them being a mixture of different peoples and yep. traditions and stuff, and it all was a big melting pot of. Uh, satanic ritual <laughs> yeah so although that was kind of cool but um again you you have uh people that are you know maybe we can save this soul from being damned basically yeah. get it out of the hands of the fairies or you know whatever yeah. as they make their journey tonight you know right and so um and that's but i was saying that's one of the reasons uh one of these supposed origins for dressing in costumes right People would paint their faces black with like ash. Mm-hmm. They would wear masks or something yep. because they believed there were these bad spirits out and about yeah, that these night. Yeah, these were out there yeah. looking for you. And so in order to uh, not get got, <laughs> yeah. you had to disguise yourself yeah, as one you of them. Yeah, you could disguise yourself and hopefully uh, steer past them. They right. wouldn't recognize you. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And there's, and again, again, you know, that's like, oh yeah, that's definitely pagan. But like Catholics do this kind of stuff. So think yeah. about... 
uh, architecture of cathedrals and stuff. They have gargoyles and medusas right. and sure. like, yeah. And then, so the the belief is that, like in that case, <laughs> to ward um, off the bad, right? Yeah. It like you would think, well, if I'm scared of a demon attacking a church, I should put like an angel out, right? Yeah. They believe that putting an evil an image of an evil spirit on the outside of the building, it frightened away the other evil spirits because mm. they said that's a dangerous place for me to go. They've got the head of yeah. This spirit mounted right. on the outside of their build, kind of like, kind of well, like that, you see in like Lord of the Rings or like right. these old like the heads on the spikes, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intimidating. So you had to have an image of the spirit that you were trying to scare off. Gotcha. And so, um, so anyway, there's, these traditions are just all over. Well, the idea you know? of like warding off evil with like sacred things is a very heavily Catholic. Right. Uh, you know, think of the crucifix. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it being like almost like an amulet you know, to ward off, you know, yeah. evil spirits or something. Well, it's just, I, like, I seem to remember some of the earliest architecture, from what I've read, some of the earliest, uh, like, church buildings had Medusa heads on the outside. Oh, wow. And it's like, why would you put that on a church? Like, if I wanted to intimidate an evil spirit, I should put a godly image on the outside of my church. And they said that it was because uh, if a spirit approached you would have the head of this bigger, badder spirit mm. hanging on the outside of your building, and the spirit would be like, oh, snap, <laughs> you oh, know? Dang. Oh, dang. Can't, can't go over there. That's that's a bad place to be, right? <laughs> Going back to the spirit world. Yes. <laughs> did we talk about, like, the veil, the idea of the veil being thin yeah, during yeah, that time? We, yeah, we mentioned it because these spirits are traveling back and forth, right? right? And then so. the idea that some veil, some of the veil being thinned was in certain places, Oh, yeah. Which kind of sounds like portals or yes. gateways, you yes. know, stuff we've talked about many times. Uh, but I think it's interesting that no matter what culture we're talking about and what time period we're talking about, like they all kind of had this understanding of there is a spirit world and it's really close to ours. Yeah. You know, it's parallel with ours and there's ways to get back and forth. Which is interesting. Yeah. And again, the idea that that reinforces the idea that we've discussed before, that there's not like this distinction between natural and supernatural. Right. Like you have these two realms that exist on top of each other. Yeah. Like, you know, there are spirits around us all the time and they're, you know, we just can't detect them essentially, except for at that time of year. Right. Which is why people that are in the modern day occult and stuff they do have rituals and things on this day. Right. And they think, um, I would even say that they project onto non-occult people, right? Mm -hmm. Non-Satanists or Wiccan or whatever. They think that the reason people are dressing up and going trick-or-treating and having parties and things is because um, it's so real that everyone detects it, whether they're aware of it or not, right? Mm And I've heard people say before that, like, they they won't celebrate Halloween because they know people who have been in the occult. And they say, kind of like you said, like, violating their conscience. Right. It's like, if I know that I or someone I love came out of a, that background, yeah. I don't want to do this, even though I think it's okay, because it's going to violate their conscience. Right. right. It might cause them to stumble. Like, they, they think this is a very real thing. Right. And it, and I mean, we, we acknowledge that it is real. There are evil spirits and there are rituals that people perform to communicate with them. But, um, is trick or treating going door to door and getting candy? Like, is that worshiping or communicating with evil spirits? Like that's a different question. Yeah. So it might be okay for you to do. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there that like people who, who have spiritual significance on that day, they think 
it applies to everybody. Right. You know? Well, it's, it's kind of like not a trick question, but it's almost like a, well, yes and no. It's like, right. is eating food a sin? Yeah. It's like, well, no, but yeah, it can be. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like one of those questions almost. Well, that's At least the thing for is, our modern idea of what Halloween is. That's the thing. I've, I've heard people say like, we don't do, like, you know, people do fall fests. Like maybe I don't want to acknowledge Halloween, but trunk I can Trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. Or fall <laughs> fest or, you know, whatever. Like it's okay to do that maybe on any other day. Or you do it on October 31st and just don't call it Halloween, yeah. and that makes it okay. <laughs> it's like and then later. there are people that are like, if you do anything fun that day at all, yeah. you're acknowledging that. Well, I think so it's funny that where people, do you draw that, the line, people you know? that think Halloween is evil, which there is definitely some evilness to it. I'm not negating that. But the idea of like, hey, we're going to wear a costume and take the kids out and let them get some candy right. for the night you know, and have fun with their family or yeah. their friends or whoever. And uh, people that think that's evil but they'll have a trunk or treat at their church and dress up with their family and yeah. go and get candy yeah. and like do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I would just say that's your classic slippery slope. Right. It's I mean, like, okay. again, if I, like if I eat a piece of chocolate on October 31st, am I celebrating <laughs> it, Samhain, right? Like you're done. I smell the brimstone on you already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I like chocolate, man. And there's a lot of it around Halloween. Now, see, I like chocolate, but I like the, I like the fruitier candies. I no. like the Starbursts. Mm-hmm. I like the Skittles. The fruity candies. Ooh, the Airheads. No, no. And, let me let me break this down real quick. This is super spiritual. This is something the Lord showed me. Mm. Um, if you put fruit candy and chocolate candy in the same container, it ruins the chocolate candy. Well, yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want a Skittle flavored Reese's cup, dude. I had so at my. I don't know how people don't understand that. In my movie room, I have a little old like candy machine, you know, and I put Reese's on one side and I put Skittles on the other, and somehow they got mixed together. Oh man! And it was like, uh, and they look very similar. So it was like trying to find the. That is just the word the fruit because and the I, chocolate. <laughs> I will pick chocolate over a fruit flavor every day. Yeah. And so if I find that like somebody had some Starburst mm. and like a Hershey's bar in the same bag, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they man. They touch each other. <laughs> we must stay separate. It's 2022, candy, guys. Candy segregation. Like, we know this. How we, dare you? <laughs> where's Greta when I need it her? It is a property of chocolate. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Well, anyway, um, trick or treating. So, okay, so costumes have multiple origins, and that that idea. So that was called. Dang, there was a name for that. Um, but yeah, um, dressing up has more than one origin as well. Yeah. I mean, um, but that's that's the one that everybody quotes. Trick or treating has a couple of origins. Yeah, more than one. There's a and, lot. For and again, it's like, well, which one came first? Right. So let, let's address this question real quick. Is doing something that a pagan did, does that make it pagan? Right. So, like, for instance... A pagan ate a sandwich one day. Yeah. So can we not eat sandwiches? Well, there are people, there are people, like, in the 80s, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the rumor started that Halloween was the devil's birthday. Oh, well, yeah, of course it is. And and then there was all this stuff about, you know, the things that the evil things that happened that day. And it's like, don't acknowledge this day at all. Right. And did he uh, have a mullet? I don't remember. No, I I, I never (laughs) saw a picture of him. I was just reading about it. I mean, it was the 80s. But um, you can't trust a guy with a mullet. Yeah. Speaking of mullets, just real quick. Has anybody else noticed that the mullet is back now? Oh, man. What the heck is going on? Yeah. How did that not get 
sent to the netherworld where it needs to be? Why is every baseball team and high school kid wearing Somebody mullets Somebody snatched now? it out of the hand of a fairy on October it's like, 31st. What is going on? Yeah. I wonder if like mullets were a thing like back in like Bible days. What if Jesus um, had I mean, a mullet? What if a... Jesus had a mullet? No, he didn't. I mean, he could. What if he did? Maybe. It would have been perfect. No. <laughs> it would have been the perfect mullet. He would have done it excellently. <laughs> the perfect mullet. He's like... <laughs> yeah. So trick-or-treating, okay? <laughs> yeah. Party in the back. A Halloween and party in the fire. back. <laughs> um, so... I want to get back to these Ashwi, bro. There's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, are they connected to trick or treating? Because I can wait on that. They are kind of. I mean, with the the whole idea of like, well, yeah, you give them a treat so you don't get tricked by them. In other words, it's it was a way of warding them. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, So when they would dress up like spirits, you know, paint their face or whatever they did, um, because they didn't want to get snatched by an Ashwi, right? mm -hmm. An evil spirit. Um, it, they did at one point start carrying like treats, desserts with them Yeah, because they, they were like, I can bargain. I can yeah, offer them something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, so that could be one, and one then way the idea started. of like the turnip. So yeah. we have jack-o'-lanterns now with the pumpkin and supposedly it was connected to this guy named Jack and the Celtic story of Jack, I forgot his name, Jack the something, but Evidently, he made a deal with the devil, and it went bad on him, and he was he had to, like, carry this lantern around and blah, blah, blah. You can go read about it. But, uh, but yeah, it was originally turnips. And they would light the candle so that it could show the way And they would light, for people yeah, to... and it would have eyes and a mouth and all this yeah. stuff. But then over time, they started doing pumpkins because they were easier to carve, supposedly. Right, right. So that's how we got that, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, 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 another thing about the Ashwi, real quick, this is really cool. They were said to live in fairy forts. Weird. Fairy forts across the Western Sea. They, obviously, they coexisted with the world of humans, and their world was described as a parallel universe that was parallel with ours, and they were able to walk among the living. Um and uh, they were also called people of the mounds. Oh, yeah. Which is really interesting. Burial mounds, right? Right. So they were called the people of the mounds. Sometimes they called them little people because hmm. they were associated with fairies and dwarves and elves and stuff like that. Yeah. So interesting things there. So like dwarves. <laughs> so like, yeah. And then yeah. that ties into like giant mounds and yeah, the Nephilim. Yeah. What? Wow. That's pretty cool. There's even like uh, archaeological evidence of giants, like eight, nine foot tall giants, supposedly, I'll just say supposedly, um, buried with smaller sized people. Oh, yeah. That maybe these smaller people worshipped this giant figure. were employed by. But were found, yeah, found supposedly buried together, which is interesting. Yeah. Man, that's trippy. It is. But it's just crazy. Like we're like, let's let's talk about Halloween. It's like, yeah. holy crap! Here's like Genesis six, you know, markings all over this stuff. <laughs> yep, exactly. It all goes back. Well, so then, um, so yeah, that that's one one possible uh, origin for the uh, trick or treating and dressing up in costumes. Another thing for trick or treating, um, which again is is associated with Catholicism um, and All Saints Day was uh souling right mm. 
And so uh, if I understand right, the idea was that groups of kids would go door to door and oh, yeah. you would give them a soul cake, yeah. right? It was a special dessert that was made for October 31st for mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve. And these kids would, um, it seems like at one point in time it was called mumming, M-U-M, mm-hmm. uh, because they would act out a little scene and you would reward them with candy. But mm. souling was the kids would go door to door um, and it's kind of like a, in preparation for the winter, these might be kids with, um, you know, in poverty or whatever, mm-hmm. they would want food. Mm-hmm. So you'd offer them a cake and in return, they would pray for your, your, uh, relatives your that are in purgatory yeah. and they'd pray for you. Mm. And so they would offer prayers in return for food. Right. Yeah. So that that's connected to that purgatory and that Catholic mm. tradition. Um, so that's, that's one kind of clear connection to like going door to door and giving, yeah. giving something. Um, trick or treating itself didn't really get popular until I feel like it was the like thirties or forties or something. Yeah. It was like the twenties or thirties. Uh, but you can kind of see this, this, this painting coming to life, you know, wearing the mask and giving the treats for the kids and wording off the dead spirits. And And they would have, so it was like Irish immigrants that brought a lot of this over. And so they they would do that. They would go door to door, and mm. so it kind of it kind of became popular in America after that. And um, uh, there's but there's several there's just several origins to it. And then another another reason for costumes is because when trick or treating, at one point it did mean vandalism, right? Like you give me something, or <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spray paint your yeah, door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they would wear disguises so they wouldn't know who they were. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> So, yeah. And it's so funny because, like, this exact topic is, like, a mirror image of Christmas. Like, the Christmas traditions and origins are almost exactly the same, like, stuff. Um, With St. Nicholas and the coal and the, you know, getting a coal if you were bad, putting stockings over the fireplace and all this stuff. Like, there's so many, like, things. Yeah, because St. Nick would... Well, spoilers for our Christmas episode, I guess. Yeah. But he would leave money in people's shoes. Yeah, he'd and that's put coins this, in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, interesting. Yeah, man. So, so I think kind of the point is that there's several different origins for what we practice today. Yeah. And again, back to that question of like, is something that a bad person or a pagan did, does that make it pagan? Like, like I said, the devil's birthday. Right. There are people that think like, October 31st is the devil's day. So if you do anything on that day, it, it honors him, right? Right. Well, how can a day be given over to to the devil? Yeah. Like, how, how does he... He doesn't own it. Yeah, he's at know? work every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's not, like, hiding. Well, and I down. heard in researching this, I was watching a, a lecture from, like, a Catholic priest, and he um, he was showing, the, like, the Catholic origins of these traditions, and and he said something that I thought was pretty profound, and it was that um, people, for some reason, think that demons or the devil, um, their ability to perform evil is somehow equivalent to God's good. Mm. And it's like, do you really think that, like, because apparently there, there was a, there's traditions in some places, I, I don't think it ever got widespread or anything, but that October 30th was the day to do bad things. So that, and then that was before, you know, All Hallows Eve, mm-hmm. right? And so that was like, they would perform bad deeds and then you'd perform good deeds and pray mm-hmm. for, yeah. uh, but anyway. Confession. Uh, so, so they, it, he was like, yeah, so it's that idea that like the bad things that, that I do or that the devil does are somehow balanced out 
like they balance out with God's good deeds and the saints' good deeds. Mm. And he was like, that's ridiculous. Obviously, God's goodness overwhelms yeah. darkness and evil. Like, there's no equivalent to God's Yeah, God's that power. sounds like dualism. Yeah. Like, there's an equal <clears throat> power right. on each side, but it's not that way. Yeah, so I, I just thought that was a pretty profound way to think about it. And, yeah. like, there's even, there's even pagan traditions where people would go door-to-door singing. Yeah. So, like, is Christmas caroling pagan or if we sing in church on a sunday like christmas tree is pagan too yeah that's in the bible yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'll have to find that scripture but yeah i'll save that for christmas yeah (laughs) i firmly believe it's not but yeah that'll be fun to discuss (laughs) it sounds a lot like a christmas tree yeah but that's another good example there's like a christian story and there's a right pagan story you know so like how do you say which one is really real and if i put a christmas tree in my house am i suddenly not saved and yeah so it really is a matter of conscience. Right. And I'll, I'll say this too. So Josh and I, one of the things that we did in preparation for this, we watched a video from Mike Winger. He's a pastor that has a channel on YouTube and he does apologetics and teaching and stuff. And he's pretty good. Like yeah, I, yeah. Really cool there's guy. some topics that I'll look him up to see his opinion on. And so he had a pretty good video on Halloween and we can maybe share the link to that. But he also pointed out he, he had his video was like the seven sides of Halloween, you mm. know, and so he went through that. He was like, well, there's Catholic, there's there's you know ancient like celtic pagan stuff there's uh dressing up and going door to door asking for candy like yeah. that's not bad like th- are those kids doing something bad probably right, not right uh one of the things he mentioned though was like some of the modern context of like the sexy nurse the sexy witch <laughs> yeah, you know the like sexy everything or or like um like freddy krueger like the horror scary stuff yeah like the the um uh the the terribly violent or the yeah. extremely promiscuous like, yeah like we should know that that's not right exactly like, we should know so that. there is a dark side <laughs> sure. and he he explained it perfectly I thought he talked about the carnival mentality right the idea that a person if they're in a certain environment like a certain group of people or a certain day of the year or whatever, uh, under certain circumstances, they'll make decisions they wouldn't normally make. Right. Exactly. And it's called like a herd or carnival mentality. Yeah. 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 So Halloween, you know, you might have someone who's perfectly, um, you know, a a responsible person that has sound judgment and is very, you know, respectable act out on Halloween. You know, they might dress overly sexual or dress in, you know, as like a, like a horror character or whatever. Yeah. And they wouldn't normally do that. And so he's, he's like, obviously that's wrong, you know, like being promiscuous or being like, um, glorifying the fear and and the violence and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, obviously that's wrong. So we shouldn't have to question that. But does that mean that if a little girl dresses like a princess and right goes and knocks on her neighbor's door, like she's not necessarily doing anything wrong. right? Right. Right. Sure. And I even know a lot of people that, um, are Christians that they will, um, when people come to their door, they'll, you know, give them a gospel tractor. Uh, like they give them candy, obviously. Like right. Mike Winger, he said, we give good candy because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, if somebody comes to my door, I'm going to talk about Jesus right. and I don't I'm want a, them to I'm hate me. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to give them good candy. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jesus. Here's a piece of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something we didn't talk about when we were talking about festivals and stuff with Samhain. Um, bobbing for apples is a Halloween yeah, tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposedly there was an abundance of apples, and uh... well, it was a symbol of of abundance. Um, mm-hmm. There was a like a Celtic goddess that 
was uh, symbolized with an apple. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but it was like a god of harvest or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the apple was symbolic. So if you if you went to somebody's door and they gave you an apple, they mm. were saying, "Oh, you know, I hope your year is or that your winter or, or whatever." That's connected is to like giving your teacher an apple. Maybe. Mm. I hope you can put up with us students for the yeah. year. <laughs> I wonder if any student ever no, gave like a so. can of like applesauce or something. Maybe. <laughs> Does it count if it's Sorry. already mushed up? <laughs> yeah. But no, like bobbing for apples, there's a there's a uh, origin for that. That's uh, So I'm glad you, know, you came back that. to the Samhain thing because I had a couple of little things that okay, I could throw in the, the wrench of our system here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Druids. Oh, yeah. So the Druids were like the holy men of the Celtic religions. Um, obviously, our modern interpretations of Druids, you know, are like we're, we're associated with witchcraft and sorcery and magic, and that was probably true. Um, but I saw this other thing about this. So there was like a three-level or a three different offices of like the holy figures in Celtic religion. And uh, one of them is obviously the Druid, like we know, most people know about the Druid, um, which was kind of like the holy man, the shaman, uh, the sorcerer, wizard type figure. Mm-hmm. You know, we always think of like the long robe and like Gandalf looking yeah, yeah. Druid guy. A wizard. Um, but then there was the bard. Bard, I automatically thought, you know, like medieval, like minstrel, you know. They were like, making more Dungeons and Dragons references. Right, yeah, exactly. But the bard... <laughs> was a poet and somebody who was almost like almost like a physical like blog like they would hire Mm. a bard to like record what they record in his in his head and in his poems or music that like their history or their origins or whatever they believed you know he was almost like a like an index of like yeah. So then people could keep that, that memory oral tradition because it was easier to remember a song or a poem, right? right? And yeah. So like he was King like Winsless, He was like know? a philosopher or a, or a historian, but also like a poet and a singer. Yeah. But he was closely connected to the druids, who were kind of the more spiritual side of it. But then they had this third class called the Vates. I don't know if you heard of that. I don't think so. I'd never heard of it either. Which is shocking because I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> right. And so I'd never heard of this either. But the Vates were like, if there was a sacrifice to be performed, the Vate would be the one that would do it with the oversight of the Druid. And then the ah, Bard okay. would... So it's kind of a priest type role. Almost, huh? yeah. It's like a three-tiered system almost. But they were all kind of interconnected. So the Vate, uh, which is interesting, uh, is where we get the word Vatican. Oh, Vaticanus in Latin because they have the priest role. It means like priestly, or it means uh, like a seer, or somebody who connected to the spirit realm, or a prophet, or a or like a like a medium. Not a not a medium. Sorry, that's, kind of that would be the wrong word. Right, but like right. a uh, a. Uh... <laughs> but I was like, man, that is crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's connected to that word and i was like wow i'd never heard of that hmm so it was like this three-tiered system of like the druid the bard and the vate and the idea that the vatican that word vatican is connected to that meaning prophet or seer i was like interesting that's, that's really crazy and 
full circle because Catholics invented Halloween. The Catholics, uh, they were behind it all yeah. along. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what really threw a curveball in it for me. Mm. Okay, shifting gears a little bit here, if that's all right. Yeah. Do you have any more facts about the Ashwi? I, I don't think so. The Ashwi, the Bards, and the Vates. But uh, well, uh, one thing that was interesting about the Bard was that he was closely connected to the Vate and the Druid, which were the spiritual connect mm-hmm. points to the religion. And he would, he would sing and use poetry and the arts to convey the message of the spiritual parts of the religion. Right. And what I thought was so interesting about that is how Hollywood and music today still kind of does the same thing. Like they convey a lot of spiritual stuff through music and through the arts and through fashion and through movies and film. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, you can go full blown conspiracy on that because remember we've, we've talked about like Hollywood as an indoctrination program. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like aliens and demons and sure. A lot of, uh, like, when people think about holidays, since we're talking about holidays, when they talk about religions or whatever, a lot of times people's, um, the the reference they have is what they see in media. Oh, yeah. So is Hollywood, is somebody producing these things on purpose a lot of to the steer things, A lot the, of the, the things population. that we believe and how we act in society today are from indoctrination yeah. of what we're consuming. Yep. You don't so think if about, you can control everything that we consume then you can steer the herd oh, whichever way you want to go. Perfect segue. This yeah. is so what I was about to get onto, the thing that threw a curveball in it for me was the Day of the Dead oh, um, yeah, yeah. traditions South, South in South Central and South America. So um and speaking of Hollywood, you know, they have movies like Coco, the Pixar movie yeah, that came out a while yeah. back. My kids love that movie it, too. So I'll say, I think it's a great movie. It's a, it's a pretty decent story. Yeah. It's the animation style is fun and cool. You know, it's, it's a good movie, but you think about the other side to it that like it is Disney-fying, right? Or, you know, it's kind of yeah. making it cute. Sure. This day of the dead tradition, mm-hmm. which um, borderlines necromancy, honestly. No, I would and, say it is and ritual sacrifice and stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Know? And so, um, and again, it also goes to show that cultures around the world recognized that time of year as a transition and as a spiritual time. Because mm-hmm. the, here you have someone, groups of people on the other side of the planet from Ireland yeah. and Scotland and those those areas. And they're recognizing a day for the dead and yeah. this, this spiritual yeah. veil. And, yeah. and, and they have kind of the same catch-22 that... Offerings to dead spirits and all that junk. Yeah. yeah. They have kind of the same catch-22 that uh, the Celtic and the Catholic people have because there's a huge debate over whether... That was a the Day of the Dead uh, ceremonies and stuff. Whether that was a real pre, um, not pre-colonial, but you know, like mm-hmm. pre-Catholic, I guess, or pre-Christian. Yeah, yeah. Whether that was a real um, ancient tradition from the Aztecs, mm. or whether that has been written in, mm. because like in the 1930s, the president of Mexico tried to create kind of this national loyalty, this national identity as. Um, you know, we're, we're a strong people that go all the way back to the Aztecs. Yeah. And so this is our holiday. Mm. So like a lot of people think it's a modern creation. Mm-hmm. So it could be the same thing that like when Catholics came over to uh, the Americas, mm-hmm. they would have been celebrating All Saints Day. 
and or the, the and you see a mishmash of like Catholicism right. with Day of the Dead, and right. The lighting of candles and all. That so stuff. the thing that's different about the similarities, I guess, to Day of the Dead is that it recognizes the the people who have passed away. It mm-hmm. honors family members that have gone before us. Um, a lot of times they like leave chairs open. They put their pictures out on the the mantle. I mean, yeah. if you watch the movie Coco, like you get the basic idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's similar to a lot of those Celtic traditions, right? Yeah. You know, they would they would have the empty chair, you know, whatever. And they have um, some tortillas out on the, <laughs> on the table, some tacos. Um, but there's some other there's some other things kind of built into it. Like if you believe that it's of Aztec origins, they would make idols out of certain tree bark um, that were spirits that would uh, either ward off evil spirits or they would guide humans in the afterlife. Um, like in Coco, the yellow petals that are all over, those are marigold flowers. Mm. And they believed what they would do is they would, um, when they would set out their offering and the things to remember them, and they would set out like the cloth and everything, they would uh, clean the graves and stuff. And they would set out these flowers because of the smell and because the, the pretty, it's a attractive mm-hmm. site. And so that became the tradition yeah. to put these marigolds out. Um, mm. to kind of help clean up these graveyards and things. Yeah. Um, and then there's some really like minute details. Like I didn't know this cause they don't go into it in Coco, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, glad you're getting Disney off your university, historical, uh, your historical outline from Coco, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, like that's the innocent. They try to make it innocent. Right, yeah. 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 So, but this is they a, know what they're this, doing. Yeah. it's a national holiday. Like it's recognized in schools. Exactly, like there are yeah. altars yeah, set up in schools and stuff. Them, yeah. And so, um, but they, they try to do like, uh, there's like an elemental aspect to it where they like candles, like the fire, the heat and mm-hmm. the light of the fire is supposed to like welcome and guide spirits. Mm-hmm. They have to set out something from earth and water and air. So like they do aromas and incense, they do food, they would do like bread mm-hmm. and um, put some dirt out. And so like that's the earth and they mm-hmm. would put uh, like the person's favorite drink and some water because they believe that the spirits get thirsty as they traveled. Mm. So there's like all these like kind of minute spiritual things and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we're just honoring the dead. And it's, no, it's a little more than just honoring the dead. Right, so, right. so that, what you will say, like there's nothing wrong with remembering a loved one that's passed yeah. away, you know, whether yeah. they were Christian or not, you know, thinking of a loved one, you know, I just had a family member that passed away recently and it's like, it's, I think it's good to remember them to yeah. honor them. You know, if you have a picture of them or something, you put it up, you want to remember who they were. If your mom died or your, your grandmother or your grandfather to remember them and carry on a legacy, especially yeah. if it was a Christian legacy, you yeah, know, like visiting a gravesite. But when it gets to the point of like contacting, and right. Connecting <clears throat> with that side of that, that's where I think biblically, you know, and I got some scriptures pulled up, but, um, Biblically, yeah. that's, that's an error. That's something yeah. that we shouldn't be dabbling in. It, it really is a fine line because, it, again, in those cases, in especially in the Day of the Dead, I'm sure there's equivalence in the Celtic uh, traditions too, but like in the Day of the Dead and the um, S- Central and Southern American stuff, they are offering things to the dead. They're putting out their favorite food. They're trying to um, receive wisdom or love, you know, warm feelings or whatever. Right. Uh, like they, it really is crossing that line of like, not just remembering, but communicating. And, um, I, I I think that's where the question comes in is like, is this, is this wrong? And, uh, so I don't know. I, 
I don't have, you know, I'm not Hispanic and I don't have anybody in my family that's Hispanic. So I don't know if it's something that can be observed without that part of it. Right. You know, like, but like, yeah, if you have relatives that die, it's common to go out to their gravesite and yeah, that's or, what I was or tell say. stories, like, tell stories that about we, them. That we do as Americans, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of where is that line? Yeah. You know, there, it's different if you're trying to communicate with the dead, right. which is something the Bible explicitly <laughs> says not to right, do. Right, right. Um, and then the question of like, is it really ancient? Because there are modern scholars who, you know, who study, um, you know, Hispanic or Mexican history and stuff like that, that, that say it's, it's not an ancient tradition. It's when Catholics came over, they had their, um, they had all all saints day and stuff. (laughs) They had their traditions already. Yeah. And then, uh, locals thrusted upon us. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, like, uh, again, the movie Coco, cause it, it's. (laughs) Everybody has seen it, or I assume I a lot haven't of seen, have seen it, it, but I've seen one called Book of Life. Okay, and it's almost the well, exact you know, like, same like tradition. The, the um, like the little paper, even the little paper decorations that they set out, yeah, they yeah. cut images, right? You know, like, and it's typically religious icons, like a cross and that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, the reason they do that is because when Catholics were there, they said, hey, let's not carve idols out of wood anymore. Why don't you just make some nice paper and hang it up? And so they taught them how to cut. You know. Which is still wood. <laughs> just very thin wood. I mean, but anyway, so again, chicken or the egg. The question, uh, I think I've heard people say it both ways. Like uh, Catholics basically did the same thing to... Mexicans that they did to the Celt the, right. or Celts. How, how do you say it? Right, Celts, yeah. But um, the Celts. <laughs> the Celtics. The Celtics. <laughs> the Celtics. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then there are some people that like, no, it, it started out as the Catholic holiday, and then locals tried to say, oh, actually, we're, we have Aztec origins, and they did something similar. But yeah. I think the similarities, um, either way, whichever way you slice it, the idea that that day is associated with the dead and the the veil between worlds yeah, and stuff, yeah. just it just seems like this is a common theme, no right. matter how you look at it. Yeah, anywhere you go, there's some sort of connection yeah. there. Yeah, it's weird, man. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, and I think our uh, the more we do this podcast, I think the more we see that people are the same, no matter where you are. We yeah. have the same ideas, mm-hmm. we have the same feelings in our hearts, and we know the real narrative right. of the universe and the, and the world and yeah. we might interpret it in different ways, but well, that, that just goes back to the Genesis one through 11 yeah. story. Like we talked about the garden of Eden and we talked about Mount Hermon in yeah. the future. We'll talk about the tower of Babel, but like we believe that people all came from the same origin yep. and that the, the good things and the bad things they were taught, you know, they were taught some good things by God and they were taught some bad things by angels who rebelled. Yep. And um, and then people spread out over the whole world after Genesis 11. And so why why would someone in Central America or South America be celebrating the same day, the same way mm-hmm. as someone in, right. you know, that are worlds in apart Europe. and they're not supposed to have any contact whatsoever right. together? Yeah. Yeah. It's coincidence mm. pyramids pyramids All over the world <laughs> yes <laughs> pyramids well so uh so to wrap up here again uh, again then there's more then there's more basic stuff like we said like is there anything explicitly wrong with trick-or-treating no if you're not vandalizing people's houses and stuff <laughs> if you're not ve- and i'll say if you're not dressing dressing up like it you know <laughs> 
Yeah. See, even that like little parts, so I'm a little more, I'm not super Christian-y. Um, like if you dress up like a scary something or not, I don't have a problem with that, but some well, it people, is, some it is do, weird. You know? It is. I'll say it is weird to like, I mean, like I watch, I watch to say that that stuff is demonic and right. it's horror, sure. horror yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one day of the year it's cute. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, that's a line I'm going to draw. Right, right. Same and I'm for, just playing devil's for, advocate here. Like, yeah, I kind of think this way, but playing devil's advocate at the same time, like I watch horror movies. Yeah. There's some I won't watch for sure if it gets a little overboard, but like Stranger Things, like that is a, yeah. That, that I mean, would is, you call that horror? Right. Well, Again, that then last, you have Slippery that, Slope. Like, that well, last this season is not horror. was very horrific and very yeah. scary and a lot Sci-fi of scary thriller. imagery. And yeah, so it's like. Can you dress up like a demogorgon, or is that evil? Or you know, yeah. it's like yeah. it, it it boils down to your conscience. It does. God, it does. the spirit is in you. He'll direct you where you need to go, and what's good for you, and what's bad for you. Yeah. And then I'll say that, like, same as the horror or demonic or fearful, whatever the the scary is, the promiscuous. Like that. It, you know, if you if you yeah if you are responsible and and act right all year except October thirty first, yeah. and you. You show everything and, you know, you act seductive and right. like that's, that's classic carnival. You're supposed to wear mentality. a costume. <laughs> You're supposed to wear something. It has to be on your body. It needs to it needs be to cover not your body. painted on. Okay. Oh gosh. But yeah, that like, that's an inappropriate way to act sure. any day of the year. Sure. So like, yeah. if you're going door to door like that or going to a party and getting drunk and you know, whatever, right. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not okay one day of the year. We have the same problem in the South with Mardi Gras. You right, know, like right. everybody tries to act bad before the feast or the, the fast, I mean. Well, then it's just the whole idea that so, like even Paul said like everything is permissible for a Christian, for a Christian. Right. Not everything is profitable. So that's you have to have the Holy Spirit guide you in those things. Like even the promiscuous thing, like is being sexy a sin? What about the context of marriage? Right. Can you be sexy with your spouse? You know, yeah. like, is that a sin? No, I don't think it is. Outside of that, yeah, it's yeah. a sin. You know, so it's like, where is it being done? What's the context and what's the heart behind it? Yep. Um, so, yeah. All right, read your necromancy scriptures. Oh, uh, well, yeah, there's a lot. But one of the things is just like, uh, uh, that like John said, is, is not to believe every spirit and to test the spirits. Right. So there's spirits out there that are, he says, don't believe every spirit. So they're telling us stuff, it seems. Yeah, and I'll say. And he says, don't believe all of them. <laughs> b- before the learning the things that we've covered in this podcast about spirits, about demons and angels and all that, I used to read that just as like a human spirit. Like me talking to you. Right, yeah. Like I would say, hey, Josh gave oh, me this is, advice. Is I, need test, yeah. I need to test his advice. I need to test his advice. interpreting that scripture right? Yeah. Yeah. But this, in, in the context that we have been discussing things in, in this podcast, that means spirits. If right. you receive communication from a spirit. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it says many false prophets have. have right. So who are, sure. they, who are they hearing messages from? From, yeah, exactly. So it says test the um, spirit. And a lot of scriptures, you know, there's scriptures a lot in the Old Testament about consorting mediums and witches. and Right. We all know um, the story about Saul, right? right yeah, he, the witch at Endor. It was outlawed. The witch from Star Wars. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, in Star Wars, they, they do have a witch of Endor, like, in one of the books. Oh, really? It, oh, yeah, nice. somebody tried to... 
Stealing from the Bible. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. I don't think that was an original um, George Lucas idea. I think Probably a fan not. came up with that, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, test of spirits, and and then you know Deuteronomy and Leviticus when Moses gives the law, it says do not. It says basically that people should be put to death if they're a medium or necromancer or or they inquire of the dead. Mm. I mean, and that that's the thing. I think a lot of people like with with maybe Samhain or Day of the Dead or whatever. If you're looking into the origins of this and saying, "Oh, that's not that bad," like it's okay to honor the dead, the like you might say, "I'm not practicing necromancy." Yeah. Like, oh, that's I'm not trying to raise the dead. I'm not making right, zombies. Right, right. You know, if you put but a it, flower on your loved one's grave, it I, pretty I clearly that says. I'm, uh, I just found it's Deuteronomy 18, mm-hmm. but it says charmers, mediums, necromancers, or people who inquire of the dead. Yeah. So like it draws a line between a medium and necromancer and someone who inquires of the dead. Yeah. It's like, I want to make sure all this is covered. So, but (laughs) like drawer. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would just say like, no matter how innocent it is, the Bible instructs us not to talk to dead people. (laughs) Yeah. And why? Yeah. That's the thing. I think it goes back to the watchers. Yes. And the Nephilim. Well, because there well, they, are evil spirits that are going to deceive you. Them to do that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It it's, talks about the cutting of that's roots. True. And that's true. Casting of spells and it magic was, and it was taught to us by rebels. Pharmacia and drugs and oh, uh, yeah. I got a buddy. We got a buddy of ours. I'm a shout out, uh, Jed over in Lafayette, a uh, Christian guy that uh, struggled with drug addiction for a long time. Came out of it, got saved, and. Uh, He's got a podcast out there. Hopefully get him on the show when we talk about uh, pharmacia. Yeah, we'll have to do that soon since we've discussed Ryan, that in this episode. do we episode. want to announce maybe a, a special no, uh, thing I don't want to give too much doing? away. I will right. say, like, hopefully we— Maybe for Christmas it could be something we could open as a maybe Christmas so. gift. Maybe so. <laughs> we, are, we are just planning—it's, you know, the whole podcast has just been me and Josh Let's discussing ideas. Let's just say we're ideas. planning things. We are planning things. We're planning We're going to actually try to have guests on the show to speak about some of this stuff. that might know so. things better than we do. And there's there's <laughs> one that has committed that's very that we're very excited about. Yeah. Like, I'm— trying I'm gonna be very difficult not to like fanboy like yeah while we're talking to this yeah, person this but. guest is is very highly sought after and for for us to get them yeah. on the show would be dope um and then and then there's jed like you mentioned like yeah, it would jed, be fun I to talk that, to him it'll be a lot of fun we talk about drugs yeah. and demons and stuff yeah so we, we're reaching out <laughs> to some folks because we don't want y'all to just hear our side of it you yeah. know um but yeah yeah, but it, happy it, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's okay to... all of your... Uh, and, and again, we're not telling people what's okay and what's not okay. All of you, your satanic uh, yeah. rituals uh, flourish. Just test the spirits. <laughs> Follow yeah, your own test, convictions. Test the spirits. Follow yeah. your own conscience. Wear a, wear a costume. I am going to be eating chocolate on the 31st. I will be so. eating tons of candy with my children yeah. dressed as a Jedi. So don't... Uh, <laughs> My lightsaber I'm... definitely comes out every Halloween. I'll just say that. I bought <laughs> Whatever, it. Whatever, bro. You so. keep that at your desk. You hit people <laughs> as they walk by. Don't, Dude, when I first don't bought act it, like it's a special when day I first for you. bought it, I kept it at my desk and just like like every like 15 minutes or so, I just kind of turn it on, wave it around, and turn it back yeah. on. Yeah. When a meeting gets too boring, Josh just goes. This is. What's up? The stakes a little Hol- bit. I like <laughs> Halloween because it's my excuse as a 40 year old man. Yeah. man boy to, to dress as a Jedi and run around with my kids. Yep. But well, yeah. yep. It's all a matter of, Hey, conscience. did you know that Jesus is Lord even on Halloween? It's true. Yeah. It's not the devil's day. Right. Um, <laughs> and one day maybe we'll get a guest that can talk more to like the occult 
or, or Wicca or something yeah. like that because yeah, that's cool. something not a lot of people know about and they they really do have rituals and things that they do on that oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah. There is there is a lot of evil connected yeah. to Halloween for sure. But, but there's a lot of evil all around all the time. That'll definitely be for a future episode though. So in the meantime, yeah. you guys can follow us mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yes, you can. Um, exclusively on Instagram. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> at uh, Behind the Curtain PC. Yep, at Behind the Curtain PC at uh, gmail.com. Yeah, if you um, want to email us. Yeah, Instagram is the best way to connect with us and see yep. what we're doing, kind of. And we we love hearing from you guys. Again, it, uh, that's really what we want our episodes to be built around. We want to communicate and interact with you guys, and it, it gives us something to 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 look like yeah like, i like the challenge of learning answers for these questions you definitely know? yeah questions um, are like the the funnest thing to get like yeah hey we like your podcast what about this yeah. question that's like the best thing ever otherwise you guys um, are just going to hear whatever me and josh want to talk about and who yeah, knows <laughs> yeah and forgive us because we're getting into like holiday seasons and stuff like that so it might get a little slow content yeah. might trickle out yeah, here we, and there we've both been very busy recently so we're a little busy. behind we each have children's and families and all these things and, and work i guess and we have to work for a living so yeah uh yeah so this is a fun thing that we get to do so well again it's a just hobby. make your People checks out to uh josh gilbo p.o box <laughs> yeah no but yeah it's it's a blessing and i'm glad we get to to do stuff like this and i'm glad god's given us a, a passion for knowledge and to learn all yeah, these man. things and I'm, pass it I'm on enjoying this still. It's fun. Learn as we go and yeah. oh, it's fun. But yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, you guys. Happy Hallows Eve. Yeah. Happy All uh, Saints all Day. Saints Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever you, or if you're <laughs> Protestant and you don't <laughs> acknowledge that, <laughs> lock your doors, turn your lights lock off. Lock your doors, go to pick bed. Pick a good movie. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> all right. See ya.